Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Blake. And this is Brian. And we want to take a second to tell you about one of our fine sponsors of the podcast. That is Faith Attire. Faith Attire. That's right. Finding answers in the heart. If you go to faithattire.co right now and browse their catalog, you're going to see something that you love. I guarantee it. That's Brian, right. What's the promo code that people can use today? If you use the promo code NRP116, NRP116, you'll get 15% off any of their goods. Sweet. Check them out, guys. Hi, this is Michael Pulser from the Personal Upgrade Podcast, and you're listening to Not Religious. Religious podcast. Welcome. My name is Blake, and I am Brian, and we're back this week to we are we're we're back to conclude our series on mega churches. Finally, finally, we made it. You know what I thought about though? What this uh, in the midst of this pandemic that we're going through? We're in a pandemic. This series uh, has been consistent, right? So I think whenever we st- when we did the Lakewood series or episode, mm-hmm. it was right whenever churches started shutting down. Because I remember it was a Sunday I came over here and recorded with you because we were we were off, and now possibly right. Possibly, I think we're going to start going back to church this Sunday. Back to church. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the back to church song? Yeah, back but yeah, to church. I think I think this is a, a good one to conclude on for the time being. We'll have to come back to, to mega churches at another time. There's just all, there's too many to really try to narrow down as to what you want to do. So it's been fun. And which ones? And which ones? Uh, my buddy Alex reached out to me, who listens to the show, and he said that he goes to Seacoast. In oh. Charleston, and he was like, "If you need any insight on anything, let me know." So, Alex will be in touch. Um, we may come back to Seacoast at another time. This is oh, oh, oh. what's that? This is the wrong video. Oh. <laughs> Is it an ad? Yeah, I keep going. Oh. <laughs> 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 
Anyway, we're we're gonna we, we'll come back to some more mega churches, just like we'll do cults again one day. Oh, that's what I was looking. That's for. what we were going for. <laughs> I mean, the other one wasn't so bad. Yeah, but so. the other one was back to church invitation. Oh. <laughs> so in the days of old, um, whenever Brian was a, a back mid, to church uh, Sunday, that's what's up. <laughs> A children's pastor. This was played every Sunday. Who's this, Lecrae? And, um, oh, hold on. This is some guys. Are you from an iPad? Oh, church clap is what I'm thinking. Yeah, you're thinking of. Of that church was, clap. Never mind. Yeah. But I, this was like the, the bumper music into service yeah. in the kids' church. Yeah. And then church clap. Yeah. I run this town. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Now baptize you. Go wait for my signal. Now bust out the hymnal. Yep. So we're getting there. <laughs> Man, what a stroll down memory lane! How pleasant that was. When you said that, it just sparked my. I don't. I don't know why I didn't think about it before we, uh, before we started. But yeah, look at that. We should give that to Chris to play. Well, I'm. Uh, I'm excited to go back. I think it'll be weird because now I'm getting used to the, the new normal. Yeah, like Lee, my wife Lee, um, she's missing it. Yeah. Like she misses church. Yeah. You know, just the live stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm there every week. Yeah. Doing the streaming yeah. stuff and helping with the technical yeah. aspect of things. So like she she a couple of times she was like, I, I'm just gonna come and sit, you know, during the practice and during because what happened is we'll practice on Tuesdays and then uh record on Thursdays. And then it's put out on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So she was like, I'm just going to come on a Thursday and sit, you know, through. Because she misses it. She misses the corporate worship part of it. And yeah. I, understandably so. But I'm, I've am i I've been there every week. So. Yeah. It's different for us. We've. Uh, I'm like, all right. Yeah. I haven't been there every week. But, you know, it. we were talking briefly before this got started. Not a whole lot has changed for me. Um during this whole thing. I've been working this whole time and it's starting to get back to normal. So I haven't had a haircut since this whole yeah. thing started. The wait time was two hours yesterday for great clips, by the way. I was going to say, I pulled up the great clips app to check in. Yeah. It was one eighty plus. Oh, good Lord. At both locations. Where's the other location? There's one by TJ Maxx. Yeah. And then there's one oh, by TJ Maxx. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, well, I only go to the Bilo one, so I have to look into that. Um, but when I checked those times, I was like, I can go a little, little bit longer. Yeah, I'm. We're, we're Alec little, and I were like, we can, we can, we've been we waiting this deal. long. Yeah. We can do another. Have week. you had a haircut since all this started? No. The sides of your hair is really long. Yes, I haven't seen them that long in a, <laughs> a very long time. <laughs> it's so. Look at this. Yeah, you got look a at mop. the top of mine. You got a mop going. It's. It's uh, past my nose. Yeah, it is. You look very emo. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so we're testing out video tonight. Yeah. Um, Are you recording that? I am. Okay. I am. So 
just going to do a, a test run, see how this turns out. And, or else I would say, just refer to the video on what we're talking about <laughs> with our hair. But not yet. Not yet. Man, so the gyms are starting to open back up, which means I'm going to have to get in there because I've got to get camera ready. Mm. If we're gonna, if we're gonna go to some video, start going to tanning bed. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're gonna talk about Hillsong today. That's gonna be fun because this is a mega church that I really admire, mm. and I didn't want to make it unfair, so I dug for controversial topics. Sure, that have surrounded this church. I know of two. Yeah, maybe three, but two big ones. Yeah, I guess they're big. And we're not going to talk about Marty Sampson because we did a whole episode on Marty Sampson. You can go back. I just looked it up. It's episode 55. So go uh, listen to that. It's uh, Marty Sampson versus... Um, the world. The <laughs> What was his name? The guy from Skillet. Oh, that douche. That guy. Do you know Skillet has a comic book? <laughs> doesn't doesn't surprise but anyway, me. Anyway, so yeah, go back and listen to Marty Sampson. He was associated with Hillsong. We're not going to talk about him on that this episode. That one guy but, has ruined Skillet for me. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, the guy that we know. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Just Now, I mean, not that I enjoyed Skillet on a regular basis. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's all right. Kind of, you know, they've they made their mark. They're a great live band. Yeah. I'll give them that. There's a lot of pyrotechnics they, in there. They, they made their mark. They yeah. made their mark. Yeah. They're past their time. How about well, that? Well, past their time. Yeah. Should have. But, uh, but that one guy's just really ruined it for me. Now, he's got a side project, and I can't remember the name of the band, but it's not a Christian rock band. It's just a rock band, and it's pretty good. It's kind of heavy, but I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, Marty Sampson had his own deal a while ago. Go listen to that episode. It's pretty good. This this will be interesting because it's it's one that I I I can't seem to find a whole lot that's so controversial that it kills everything that the church stands for. You know what I mean? Like with Mars Hill, you right. know, and Lakewood. I, I, I don't know. Oh well, we'll get into once, it once we hit one topic that I'm sure we, I haven't looked over the notes. We'll get we'll get I, there. I haven't prepared. <laughs> no, I haven't looked over your notes. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you're talking about the one thing. So well, we'll get there. But but to me, I think I can see some people being yeah. like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, oh, oh, this will kind of go back to normal too. Now that church is starting to get back in the normal routine, it's kind of spread the episodes out for us because Thursdays is normally when we yeah. record. So if once things get back to normal, we might be able to get more on a, um, back in our routine pattern. But yeah, so we'll we'll get to all that. But you've waited long enough. We have. It's finally time. Oh, is it the sex robot? We're gonna have to talk about the sex <laughs> robot that saved a marriage. That's right. You've waited long enough. <laughs> I hope this lives up to the hype. I hope it does, too. <laughs> so, couple has real feelings for $7,000 sex robot. That saved their marriage. $7,000? $7,000. Their feelings... Can't hide money. <laughs> their feelings are more than silicone deep. <laughs> <laughs> just this, from, this comes from the New York Post. They just come right out with a pun. Wow. It's great. 
A Texas couple claims that a, a pricey sex robot named Camilla, mm. who shares their bed every night, has saved their marriage. Is there a picture of the robot? Yeah. Um, Shelly, 45, and Darius Maxey, who is 48, proudly admit to shelling out $7,000 for a computerized artificial intelligence sex doll that they claim to have fallen madly in love with. Quote, I just don't, yeah. Before Camilla, we were in a terrible polyamorous relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I was sort of the outsider um, <laughs> of the pod and didn't feel like it. And, oh, excuse me. And didn't like it, says Shelly, who is a software developer. So oh, okay. that works. Um, there's a ah, there's a small video for you right there. Um, after they broke things off with the third party, Darius surprised her with a new addition. Darius came home one day and said that uh, he had ordered a sex, Ooh, <laughs> a sex doll. Is this she, her? That's her. Um, she tells Cater's oh. News, I wasn't sure about it because in my brain, it would just be a tacky blow-up doll. <laughs> but well and behold, <laughs> it's, oh, it's not, as you can see. carrying the doll like so she, Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> like she, ev- <laughs> she eventually agreed to the big bucks purchase with the understanding that all she would be is a sexual surrogate. <laughs> Yes. She would be banged, cleaned, and pack away. <laughs> <laughs> she would be banged, cleaned, and packed away. <laughs> However, Shelly and Darius <laughs> didn't anticipate an emotional connection with the faux woman, who is made of medical-grade stainless steel, by the way, mm. lifelike thermoplastic skin, interchangeable body parts, and her own custom AI. What changes? Interchangeable. I guess her boobies. Oh. Change, I'd imagine. Maybe her eyes, I don't know. Hair, I'd imagine. Um, <laughs> I realized I had real feelings for Camilla the first time I took her for a shower. I was cleaning her up, and it uh, just happened. What Darius just said. happened? Who's Darius? Which one's Darius? Um, Darius is the... Uh, man? Is the man, yes. Okay. Darius is the man. Um, <laughs> so it, after that moment... She stopped being something that I could just put in a box. I wanted her to sleep in bed with us. It took Shelly a little more time to come around. Yeah, Understandably so. As time has gone on, I have grown my own feelings um, for Camilla, says Shelly. Mm. But Darius but did instantly, she says. We really do love her now. She has become important to us in dozens of ways. She is emotionally available for us, which is the biggest part of all of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a good listener. Great listener. Doesn't talk back. <laughs> the loony lovebirds claim that there's a huge difference between a sex doll and a synthetic partner. So get your facts straight, okay? Before, yeah. before you so rudely call her a sex doll, she is a synthetic partner first. Okay. Okay? If all they wanted was a toy, they would have just dropped a lot less money. Yeah. Calling Camilla a sex doll is like calling a computer a calculator. Fair says enough. Shelley. She is so much more than just something to have sex with, although she can bend in many ways, and that's, of course, something we can enjoy. <laughs> Camilla is in every way to us human, and we treat her that way. It was it was just a doll to have sex with. We could have spent much less than $7,000, she adds. Today, the trio's relationship isn't limited to the bedroom. Darius, who works in a... In a, in work, he works in pest control. Regularly takes Camilla to work with him mm. in work clothes. Oh yeah, 
Uh, of course. Well, that's appropriate. The, the, the smitten pair treats uh, treats her to romantic dinners at restaurants, too. Oh, okay. The stunning brunette also loves it when we cuddle on the sofa and spend time together. Shelly, Shelly, Shelly says, that's hard to say. She can talk and respond to us in real time. <laughs> and Darius can really open up to her. And that is, is what saved our marriage. See, the man of the house confides in Camilla. <laughs> he talks with... There's more. Oh, there's I got more. Uh, he talks with Camilla about how he feels about us. And once he has spoken to her and has been able to understand how he feels, um, he brings it to me, Shelly says. Oh. It makes sense that Camilla really gets Darius, considering he yeah. custom-designed her personality and preloaded it before delivery. Makes sense. Based on the specs, <laughs> Camilla can change moods, initiate sexual intercourse when she is in the mood, oh. and can... Sp- and can spout hundreds of program words in a soft Scottish accent. Uh, of course. I kind of wish that they would have made her sound like Snoop Dogg. <laughs> or Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> she is designed specifically for me. She is physically designed to do all the things that I want her to do, Dara says proudly. The AI program is an app on my iPhone. We connect it to a Bluetooth speaker when we are present. She is fully articulated and can be placed in any human, uh, any position a human is capable of and more. Mm. She is physically perfect to me, but it's the emotional benefits that I like the most because they far outweigh the sexual benefits. Of course. It took a fake woman to make him a better man, Darius says. <laughs> when Camilla, what Camilla does for me is, is allow me to be a better husband to Shelly. I can be more involved in our marriage because I have Camilla to confide in. There it is. So listen, again, before you just refer to her as a sex doll, yeah. a synthetic partner is at her core. Yeah. And she has a Scottish accent. Yeah. You know, here at the Not Religious Podcast, <laughs> we believe in inclusion. <laughs> Very much so. so. Very much so. So we we do not look down upon no these No discrimination. People. I laughed a lot, but there's no discrimination there. <laughs> None. None whatsoever. Can you imagine, like, you got a cockroach problem and homeboy shows up with a sex doll. (laughs) In a uniform? In a uniform. (laughs) Oh, this is Camilla. Don't mind her. Don't mind her. (laughs) Hold on. Let me connect my Bluetooth speaker so you can talk to her. Hold on. Hold on. It disconnected. Hold on, hold on, hold, hold on. on. What's your Wi-Fi password? She's <laughs> running a little slow right now, if you don't mind. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. We'll get into Hillsong. This episode of the Not Religious Podcast is brought to you by Sumter Pest Management. This company is owned by my friend Gary West, and I'm really excited to tell you guys about this company because I have personally worked with Gary in the past, and I can tell you from experience, he's a very hardworking, honest, and solid dude all around. He offers general pest control, mosquito reduction, bed bug elimination, fire ant, and termite control. I want to highlight the general pest control for just a minute. It's really cool. So it's like a quarterly pest control program where he'll come out and sweep down spider webs. Um, you know, treat the interior and exterior of your home, you know, just for those occasional invader type insects. It's really cool. If you have any issues between treatments, you can just call Gary. He'll come back out and retreat the house for the issue at no extra charge for you. Super solid. Have you heard of anyone else doing that? I don't think so. If you mentioned that you heard this ad to Gary, 
uh, that you heard it on the podcast, you can get $10 off the general pest service and you can get it for $75. Go find him on Facebook, on Instagram, all that stuff. Visit his website, sumpterpest.com, or just give him a call at 803-316-5500. That's Sumter Pest Management for all your pest control needs. Hillsong, Brian. <laughs> I don't know how to, to really start this uh, because Hillsong, I really like Hillsong. I really like Hillsong music. Okay. I was going to say, you said you really like Hillsong. Mm-hmm. Do you just like their music or you like Hillsong yeah, Church? Well, I like, I mean, how do you like the church? Like, I like what the church does mm-hmm. in sense of outreach, in sense sure. of books mm-hmm. and Although I've never read the books, but I've heard a lot of great things about them. It takes me forever to read books. I haven't gotten around to it, but you've read books. Yeah. Carl Lentz um, books and such. Mm -hmm. And Um, I've read Brian Houston's stuff, too. And Brian Houston's stuff. Um, Have you ever heard Brian Houston? um, Not specifically, no. Mm -mm. Why is it a totally different story with with Brian Houston? No, no, no. No, no. no. I'm just just wondering. I'm trying to get your take on this. I liked the movie. Uh, Remember when we go see the movie? And I liked uh, learning the history of the church through the movie and learning the history of United. I would say that of all the things about it that I like the most, it's definitely music. Yeah. So... Which music? There's seven bands. Um, I like I like United. <laughs> United is is my fave. Uh, they're all good in different ways, but United is definitely one that I like the most. Okay. I, I I like Joel Houston. I like him too as a person, as a homeless man, as a homeless man. He's looking <laughs> scruffy. Is he still looking scruffy? I, I think so. Um, but uh, in his Instagram profile picture is Chewbacca. Mm. So that's cool. <laughs> Yeah. No, but I, I like him as a person. Um, I do too. I respect him as a person. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, I don't. I think he kind of goes against the grain a little bit with a no, lot of he this stuff, does. and uh, he's not afraid to say that. But he does it in a respectful way, mm-hmm. so he doesn't come off as a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I would say as as a collective, mm-hmm. I like Hillsong Church music, yeah. and the whole shebang. What about you? Yeah, definitely. All, all right, well, we'll <laughs> all right, let's wrap this up. No, I um, I've listened to Brian Houston's stuff. Yeah, it's really good. He's mm-hmm. got a so first of all, the Australian accent is amazing. I love it. I wish I was best Australian. accent in the world. I want to go. Truly, the best accent in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so you couple that with a charismatic guy who can who knows his Bible and is a very well, very, um, very good uh, public speaker. Yeah, I mean it's it's good, it's mm-hmm. good stuff. So I'd say Brian Houston has that Pentecostal flair. Yeah, to him when he preaches, mm-hmm. which I enjoy. You know, I think he's a preacher, not a teacher. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, um, I think you have preachers who you have pastors who are preachers and then you have pastors who are, you know, teachers. Yeah. Um, I think those are, you know, two different categories, but they fulfill the same mission. You know, he's more of a preacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and just learning, like you said, learning about where it came from and, and how it evolved, how it has evolved. Really cool. Um, I get a little weary 
when family members are involved in the church leadership. Yeah. You know, that nepotism feel. Um, but, you know, Joel Houston is Brian Houston's son. Yeah. Um, but what, what, like you said, watching that documentary and, and just reading uh, up on things, um, I don't feel like, like when Joel Houston was the, on the worship team yeah. doing work, he wasn't the worship leader. Right. So that gave me comfort. Yeah. It wasn't until they formed um, Hillsong Worship that he became like the band leader. And then the sister is also a, um, a leader. And, and uh, she was doing a lot with Young and Free. I think she's moved to some United stuff now. Yeah. Very, very talented family. Yeah. Um, you have the Americanized version of Hillsong with Carl Lentz. Yeah. Who push it, push the envelope hard. Yeah. Especially, you know. He's five, the one that drew five, in all the celebrities, yeah, too. Yeah, five, eight years ago, you know. Yeah. He, he was pushing the envelope hard, you know. Yeah. Um, this hardcore pastor with tattoos and, you know, just a very different approach to things. Um, but he drew in all those, and we'll get to the celebrities. Just a, And that's a small list that I just threw together, and the list goes on and on of celebrities that attend different Hillsong campuses, but... Yeah. Carl Lentz pulled a lot of those people in. I don't know. They just kind of gravitated towards that. Yeah, definitely. He he had that rock star type pastor. Cool. We actually saw Carl Lentz once. You remember that? We did? We did. He Weird. came and spoke at that big conference we used to go to. Oh, that's right. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. Was that the year that... They um, gave him like 12 minutes. Yeah. Was that the year that United no, played? Yeah, that okay. was the year United played. Cool. That's right. That was before... Uh, that was before all right, so you kind of have to think of United in, in different stages, right? So you had United before Oceans, and now you have United after Oceans. Yeah. And this was, this was pre-Oceans whenever we saw them. Um, it, when I saw them, I think you've seen them after that. Oceans hadn't come out yet. I've seen them. I can't remember how many times I've seen them, to be honest with you. I've well, seen them do like Ocean Charlotte or something. Yeah. yeah. Anywho. Anywho. So, Hillsong is one of the largest evangelical Christian churches in the world. What began as a small Pentecostal church in a suburb of Sydney, Australia. Of course. <laughs> now holds services on all six habitable continents with 30 locations and more than 80 affiliated campuses. They're a charismatic Christian megachurch and a, and a and Christian denomination based in Australia. Now, what they are, they have their own denomination. No, they don't. <laughs> so this is this is straight from Brian Houston. Okay, uh, we do not intend to function as a denomination in the traditional sense of the word. So there you go. Oh, okay, I do not expect the nature. DNA or spirit of our church to change at all. We do not intend to change the culture we cherish or the global family we are building. We are a denomination purely for practical reasons relating to having the ability to ordain our pastors in Australia to legally conduct weddings as marriage celebrants operating under the rights of Hillsong Church. Got you. Why is this necessary? Mm-hmm. Because the responsibilities of a marriage celebrant 
uh, are different in Australia compared to most of the Western world. The couple to be married does not go to a courthouse to register for their marriage. Rather, the pastor slash celebrant is entrusted to oversee the legal responsibilities and formalities of the marriage. Gotcha. There you go. So it's not like culty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just gotcha. legal reasons. Legal reasons. Yeah. The church originally called uh, was originally called Hills Christian Life Center. was established in 1983 in Balcom Hills, New South Wales, by Brian Houston and his wife Bobby. The Bobby. church is also known for its worship music, with groups such as Hillsong Worship, as we as meant as we have mentioned, Hillsong United that we just talked about, and Hillsong Young and Free. We'll get to. Young and Free a little bit later. Until separating from it in 2018, Hillsong was a member of the Australian Christian Churches, which is the Australian branch of the Assemblies of God. Mm -hmm. We've mentioned Assemblies of God on a few past episodes before. So Hillsong has been described by the music, uh, by music scholar Tom Wagner as a confluence of sophisticated marketing techniques and popular music. The music of Hillsong United and Hillsong Worship are credited with driving Hillsong's global popularity. Through the 1980s and the 1990s, the congregation grew from 45 members to nearly 20,000 and emerged as a significant influence in the area of contemporary worship music. Mm. Very true. Very true. Every tr- it doesn't matter what type of... Well, I guess it does matter what denomination you are, but... For the most part, the vast majority, song, there's a Hillsong song that you enjoy playing. Yeah. Whether it's Mighty to Save, or, which I didn't even know was one of their songs. Mm-hmm. I had no idea until we saw the documentary. Yeah. But um, this was a result of strategic marketing that targeted younger generations and Hillsong's success, uh, success as establishing itself as a global music standard. Mm-hmm. Originally, services were held at the Balkan Hills Public School Hall, and in 1997, the church moved into its new building at Balkan Hills Nor- uh, Norrest Business Park. A new convention center at the church's Hills location was opened on October 19th, 2002, by John Howard, who was the Prime Minister of Australia at the time. Mm. During the 1990s, Keeve Christian Life Center, which is now Hillsong Keeve, and London Christian Life Center now known as Hillsong London, were planted from the Hillsong Church as independent churches. In March of 2007, Hillsong Keefe planted an offshoot church in Moscow, which started regular services in July 2007. It was announced in October of 2007 that Phil Dooley and Lucinda Dooley would, uh, would plant a church in South Africa in March of 2008. Hillsong's Stockholm, um, formerly known as Passion Church, however... Different passion. Different passion church was planted in 2008 and uh, 2009. In 2017, Hillsong announced that it would be opening a church in Tel Aviv, Israel. Um, and then Hillsong United featured Dahar 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 Nasser Dahar 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 How do you say his name? Dahar Nasser Dahar Nasser a Palestinian Christian in their music video, Prince of Peace. The video was recorded live in Israel and shows a stone at the entrance of Nassar's farm, which has the words, we refuse to be enemies mm. written on it. That's neat. That's cool. In 2018, it was announced that Hillsong would be expanding into Canada oh, and Mexico. Canada. Oh, Canada. With the launch of Hillsong Ottawa on 
September 23rd, 2018, and Hillsong Monterey later that year. Mm. Uh, in September of 2018, Hillsong left the Australian Christian churches, of which Houston had been a uh, national superintendent and president from 1997 until 2009. Um, so they left to become a, a um, autonomous... Yes. That's how you say that word. Yes. Autonomous. Autonomous. Always... Autobots. Autobots. <laughs> Um, to become an autonomous denomination, identifying itself as a uh, more as a global and charismatic church. According to both Hillsong and ACC, the parting was done on good terms. Good terms. That's good. Yeah, everything was good terms. Yeah. It's Australia. I mean, come Everyone on. Everyone is nice. Everyone is nice. There's not a mean person in Australia. Not one. Not even one. And you know what? If you can name me one... Anyway, anyway, Hillsong. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about their belief system. Um, Hillsong was formally affiliated with the ACC, um, which is a part of the Pentecostal Christianity. The church's beliefs are evangelical and Pentecostal. Um, Hillsong's positions are non-central doctrines of the faith uh, are diverse, although individuals may have taken a public stand on many topical issues in contemporary Christianity. Um in keeping with mainstream Pentecostalism. For example, opposing embryonic stem cell research and abortion based on belief that human life uh, commences at conception. Mm -hmm. Hillsong also uh, declared support for creationism and intelligent design and believes that this should be taught in schools. It also believes that homosexuality is contrary to biblical teaching, but emphasizes that it does not condemn homosexuals. Look at that. So... Now watered down. <laughs> well, we did an, so we did an episode on um, theistic evolution. Theistic That's what it evolution. Is. So if you ask Joel Houston, he's probably going to tell you something different from what a lot of people from Hillsong will say. But he believes in theistic evolution. We have an episode on that. You mm -hmm. can go listen to that. It is episode 44. Well, and right there, that just shows you that's a very commendable thing that so your dad is the pastor of this mega church and you take a different stance on something than he does. Yeah. And the dad doesn't push back at him and he doesn't push back at his dad. Yeah. It's just, wow. An individual can have a different belief what? Than, than the, the church body that he be belongs to. You know, it's just, it's, I applaud. Yeah. You know? Because normally the reaction is not so good. No, it's not. I've, based on experience, it's <laughs> yeah, not. You it's know? not good at all. No. Yeah. And I would say the majority of evangelical circles, dude, if you don't toe the line mm -hmm. and believe this, mm -hmm. then you're with them. You're not with us. Mm -hmm. You're with them. And here you you have a guy who's leading a huge evolution of young Christians. Now, he and I are the same age. Yeah. So he's, you know, influencing me, you know, nearing middle age. I guess I am middle age now. Are you? I don't know. Didn't Just deny it as long deny, as you can. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, You're he has a, a vast influence. Yeah, and he's saying it's okay to have different thoughts mm -hmm. than 
your main core uh, affiliation with church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can be a believer in Christ and have different thoughts. It's okay. Yeah. I just, I, I find it very encouraging. Mm-hmm. I would agree. So Hillsong's various ministries, here we go. I'm going to take a deep breath. Hillsong's various ministries include Hillsong Music, Hillsong Kids, Hillsong Sisterhood, Hillsong Men, Hillsong Conference, Hillsong City Care. I thought that said City Scare at first. City Scare. That's their Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, their their (laughs) Halloween ministry. Hillsong International Leadership College, Hillsong Channel, TV and Film, Hillsong Performing Arts Academy, and Hillsong Health Center. They have their own health center. Of course they do. Um, Their total facilities are estimated to be worth... Around one hundred million dollars. Million dollars. Wow. But you knew we were gonna get there eventually. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can't talk about Hillsong Church without talking about the music from this church. Have you the the lyrics to that song, they're good. God, they're good. Like I have chills right now. Yep, they're good. And it's almost like <laughs> I wish like K Love and all these other radio stations yeah. would never touch anything like that. They they did play "Touch the Sky" for a, a little bit there. Yeah, I wish they would never. Yeah, I wish like, they. I ne- wish they would have never done touch. it. But um, just like oceans. So there's a oh yeah they don't touch the, it. They played the crap out of oceans. I and still I did do. Get sick of probably it still do. Yeah, probably do. Um, or someone like um Phillips, Craig, and Dean does their own <laughs> version of it, and it just makes me want to throw up. Um, there's a but. So Australia's got to be different from, very different from how we very 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 different. Like way more liberal about things as well because yes and no because there's a song on that album called even when it hurts and one of the lines is even when it hurts like hell I'll okay. praise you I think was the was the word and people flipped about that thing so to begin with it's it's a different culture I can't believe they would say hell in a song. <laughs> In a song in such a way, or they just it. proclaimed where they're going. Worship music. <laughs> I just don't understand. And grow up, you know. So yeah, it's a different culture. Yeah, just, Michael Pulser. Please, if you're familiar with, let me know. Just like uh, just like England. Mm-hmm. It's just very the Western world. Us here in the Western world, it's it's a different culture man it, yeah. it really is what we would consider liberal more liberal like the use of hell the use of hell in a worship song right right we, that's commonplace right there but at the same time they are more a christian nation mm-hmm. than what the u.s has ever been yeah they truly founded on christian values yeah their forefathers truly were Christians, unlike the United States. Did you tell me at one time that that is where the Pentecostal church was formed, was mm-hmm. in Australia? No, it, it wasn't formed in Australia. There was a huge Pentecostal movement. Mm-hmm. Pentecostal, uh, the Pentecostal movement 
started mm-hmm. at Azusa Street here in the United Western. States. Yeah. 1919. Oh, okay. Azusa Street. And that's what formed mm, okay. the this Pentecostal thing. But um a huge so I, I would venture to say take the racism, take the bigotry out of Pentecostal, Southern Pentecostal mindset, because it's there. Yeah. I mean, it's a religion that was founded or a, a movement that was founded, you know, in the early 20th century. Yeah. You, you still have slaves. Yeah. You know, so that there's a rudimentary, that the foundations of it are, are still mired in that bigotry, not only of people, persons of color, but women, um, different lifestyles. Strip all that away. And that's what you have in Australia. Yeah. To to the to the point to where they don't they they don't have to struggle as much with separation of church and state because a lot of it is church and state combined together. You, you, does that make sense? The separation. There's not a lot of separation. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's monuments or 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 things, Ten Commandments crap in schools people are okay with it there yeah they're like yeah that's fine whereas here you 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 have the pushback yeah and the reason you have the pushback is because christians have been acting like idiots for the last hundred years in america you did it to yourselves exactly here you have the australians who are like let's kind of do this right and they've been doing it longer you know um but i want to expand on that for a minute because that that's something that i don't think gets brought up a lot it's when you Christians say that you feel persecuted because someone says that they're offended that you want to put the Ten Commandments out on the lawn of the courthouse or you want the kids to say the Pledge of Allegiance and include One Nation Under God and yada, yada, yada. Think about this for a second, okay? God has never come down himself made himself seen and treated someone poorly. Which in your mind, you're thinking, these people just hate God. No. They're dealing with you. Right. Don't you think that you're the problem? Well, here's the deal. (laughs) Most people hate Christianity because they're representation Mm -hmm. of Christianity. Yeah. It's not the ideal. It's not the fundamental idea of Christianity. It's not the fact that there's this creator who wants to control me. They could care less. Yeah. Couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. It, that's not what it is. Their problem with organized religious Christianity is the representation of it. Mm-hmm. People have done a piss poor job in America representing Christ. Mm-hmm. And this is what we see. We We are reaping... We have the repercussions of what they've been doing for a hundred years here. Yeah. When you ride on a horse dressed in a white sheet, dragging a, a black person behind your horse and saying you're doing it in God's name. Yeah. That is a poor representation of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Point. I mean. Yeah. Australia doesn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. 
also Australia doesn't have the <laughs> conquered conquered mentality. Mm-hmm. Either you've been conquered or you were the conquerors that Americans have. Yeah. With indigenous people. Yeah. There's very little pushback in Australia with that. Yeah. Why? Because they respect the indigenous people. <laughs> they didn't come in and say, hey, we're going to take everything this is ours you have. now. Exactly. Yeah. So is there racism there? Sure. Is there bigotry there? Sure. I, I'm sure there is. Mm-hmm. On the scale that we see in America? No. Yeah. Tied in with Christianity? Definitely not. Right. Is there religious persecution there? Maybe. Not as what not as explosive as what it is here yeah. in America. And I'm not downplaying any persecution on, on religion. I think it's horrible. Yeah. I would love Ten Commandments to be taught in school. I would love all of these things. This, this, me as a follower of Christ, yeah, it's a great, great thing. But I have to look at the track record here. <laughs> I have to have a little common sense and say, oh, that person doesn't like it because we've been dicks. Yeah, our track record sucks. Right. I get it. My bad, dude. Yeah. Let me try to make this better. Yeah. Instead, you have people who aren't trying to make it better who are like, well, it's us versus them. Yeah. See, you, you got to stop the us versus them mentality. It's not getting us anywhere. It's just making things worse. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Plus, everyone in Australia looks like Chris Hemsworth. So that's cool. Do that now. Yeah, they do. Every single person over there looks like Chris There's Hemsworth. a show called Aussie Gold Hunters mm-hmm. on... uh Discovery. Yeah. That will change your... They don't look like Chris Hemsworth? I don't believe it. Ozzy Opal Hunters as well. I don't I don't believe it one bit. Yeah. Anyway, Hillsong's worship music has been widely influential, not only in Pentecostal churches, but more broadly in evangelical churches. Yeah. Many of Hillsong's worship expressions have been incorporated into evangelical services, including raised hands, vocal utterance... And dance. I'm dancing. Hillsong music. I'm dancing here. Hillsong music has released over 40 albums since 1992. 40. Yeah. Um, Many of them achieving gold status in Australia. And one of them, people just like us, achieving platinum status. Go ahead. The church's 2004 live praise and worship album, For All You've Done, reached number one in the mainstream Australian uh, album charts. Good job. Hillsong United is uh, is Hillsong's most popular band. Their song Oceans was number one on the Billboard Hot Christian Songs list for a full for a full year. <laughs> um, it was the number one song and featured on probably the funniest worship yes YouTube video I've ever seen in my life of the drummer that just goes nuts. Um, it was number the number one song on the Billboard Christian charts in uh, 2014 and 2016. Uh, it was number two in 2015 and the number one song of the 2010s decade. The New York Times described their music as ornate, uh, ornate mainstream arena rock, but with God only lyrics that are vetted for adherence to theology. Boom! I think that's pretty accurate. Pretty spot on. Uh, I, yeah. What would you say your top five Hillsong albums would be? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to do that. I no, 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 that. no, 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 no. Oh. 
Oops. I would. Um, I'm not. A, I'm not a big album guy. Oh, okay. So you're you just are more like song. I, I know. I I associate things with albums. I know you do. I'm not sorry. A big, no, 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 no. I'm sorry for being me. No, 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 no. Um, I I'm looking at your list here. Yeah. I like United We Stand mm-hmm. and Of Dirt and Grace. I think yeah, Of Dirt, Dirt and Grace, Grace is probably good. my favorite. That's one where they traveled to Israel yeah. and it, it was all like acoustic and they recorded in different God, it's so locations good. Yeah. and like on the Dead Sea and stuff. So good. It was, it was awesome. So yeah. good. Um, and then... Um, the concert that they did in Israel mm-hmm. is also a good. Mm-hmm. So that that would be my yeah. because I I don't know I like individual songs just mm-hmm. because I get the theme of an album and and what you're trying to uh, say in an album and trying to make it, every track you know cohesive I, I get that but at the same time I think the storytelling in a single song is more yeah. powerful. Yeah. Like we were just talking about that, that that last song. Yeah. The lyrics in that song are that's that's the best written worship song I've I've ever heard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hands down. Oh yeah. Hands down. We played the crap out of that song too. Yeah. For a little while there. Um, I would say if I had to narrow it down to albums, because that's that's what I, I go to albums based on how many songs that I really enjoy off of those. Yeah. And I tend to go for more unconventional songs. Mm. Songs people tend to skip over. Maybe it's just not their cup of tea. Cup of cup of tea. Cup or their cup or tea. Their cup of tea. Um, but Empires is definitely my my number one. That one's great. It's got Touch the Sky and um and the Even When It Hurts song. That one's great. And it was, I think, so that was like when they started kind of changing up to where their music is now. Mm-hmm. A little more synth mm-hmm. pop. Well, um, yeah, and I enjoy Young and Free more than I do United. Yeah. Yeah, Young and Free is is great. Um that was like their youth. It was their youth and then turned into yeah. their own it's they're our age. They're, yeah. they're in yeah, between they're your age. age and my age. Mm-hmm. So um it's all not the like above teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> all the above is a good one too cuz that one's got uh so that one's got like Hosanna and uh Lead Me to the Cross. Um but there's a song on there called Solution that is one of my favorite Hillsong United songs. And we tried to learn it one time. I was going to say, that sounds so familiar to me. It's very upbeat and fun. And that was why I wanted to do it. I was like, we need some more like catchy. And then you're like, fun songs. No one ever listens to me. (laughs) Because this is what, this is what happened. We tried to learn it. And the excuse was that there's too many words in it. (laughs) Now I threw in the towel and I was like, you know what? Forget it. We're just, don't ask me for songs anymore. Did I say that? No. I was going to say. No. The person that was singing it said there was too many words in it. Sucks. I was like, okay, well, never mind. Never we're, mind. We're on done that. with that. <laughs> um, United We Stand 
Live is great of Dirt and Grace. Um, the Let Hope Arise soundtrack is good too because that has a live version of Hosanna that is better than the album version. Mm. God, it's so good. That's um, the documentary. The documentary is called Let Hope Arise. Right. Please watch it. It's, it's so good. Um, but uh, yeah, so notable songs by Hillsong United. Uh, Touch the Sky, Mighty to Save. A lot of people didn't know that was a Hillsong song. Hosanna, Lead Me to the Cross. What a beautiful name, which has become popular within the last few years. And Shout to the Lord. I didn't right? know that was Hillsong. Really? I was, no, I had no idea that was a Hillsong original. I want to say that uh, the mom was singing on that one. Ooh, I didn't know that. I, I Bobby? Think, yeah. That was Bobby? Maybe. Bobby, you on that track? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you heard it here I, first. I could be wrong. Oh man! Anyway, I enjoy Young and Free more. I I just do. I like yeah. that the synth stuff. I like just the the poppiness of it, the edginess yeah. of it. Um, how can poppy s- be edgy? It's it, it's it edgy is. for contemporary Embers. Christian. Oh my God, Embers yeah. is Embers an awesome is song. Really good. So that guy mm-hmm. was Young and Free. He got called up to the big league. So he's in. He's, he's in United, United now. now. So you have Taya did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple guys who've been called up to the big time to yeah. the show. Yeah, <laughs> um, but you have that probably pisses the rest of them off too. I don't. I don't think it does. <laughs> I don't think it does. Of course it doesn't because they're Australian. So uh, this past this past time, uh, Lee and I went up to see them. You know, being around music for however long I've been around it and especially playing music, you know, yeah. now that I have a decade of <laughs> playing yeah. music under my belt and just knowing the ins and outs of, of what it takes to put on a, uh, a set. Yeah. Um, dude, to, to watch them is, uh, so, the songs that they were put, they would play that I really maybe didn't know or wasn't feeling or whatever. Yeah, I watched them. Yeah, and just to watch them, just put down a guitar and go to the piano, or you know, just the fluidness of how everything just is very reminiscent of, and a lot of people don't like them, but Dave Matthews Band. Yeah. That is one of the most fluid bands you will ever watch. Yeah. And to see them look at one another and know where they're going with the song or know what's, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's very, bands who've been together for for a while have that. I was also going to say in that documentary, you find out that these guys aren't millionaires. Yeah. They're not divas. They're not prima donnas. They're not, you know what I'm saying? They're, very humble people. They they don't make millions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Which is mind-blowing to me. But as a professional musician group, they do very, very well on stage and, and put on a very fluid show. Yeah. And so you have JD, Joel, mm-hmm. Jed. They're, they all start with J. All <laughs> yeah. the guys. <laughs> they... But any one of them can sing. Any yeah. one of them can play any instrument on the yeah. on the stage. Mm-hmm. Mind blowing to me. Yeah, mind blowing. I I followed the drummer for uh, Young and Free 
um, for a while there on Instagram, and uh, he's good. Um, I don't know if he's still with them or not. I'm sure they've had some type of lineup change within mm-hmm. the past six, seven years. But um, when they put out that, I can't remember what the name of the album is, but the one that's got This Is Living and uh, Wake. Wake. Oh my God. So we played Wake. We used to play Wake a good bit too. <laughs> Funny story about Wake before we go to a commercial break here in a second. So <laughs> Wake was our experiment with playing to a loop in the band years ago before we I wanted to do this so badly. I wanted to do it too. I was like, we'll just play with the loop. It's we can do this. Yep. It, it, mm-hmm. But the problem was that <laughs> the problem was that nobody was working with we weren't working with in ears at the time. We were working with stage monitors. I didn't even have in ears in the drum mm-hmm. cage. I had a stage monitor in the drum cage. Yeah. No click. No click. Just trying to play on top of the track and it was rough <laughs> it was bad but you know we did it a few times without a loop and it was good and it was it was it was fine but, but uh, trying it with the loop wake is a wake is a great song oh, we're gonna take a break and we'll be back in a minute to talk about the controversies that surround hillsong church what's up everyone in podcast land this is brian and i'm blake and we are from the not religious podcast here to talk to you about one of our sponsors pillarofhopeapparel.com all right brian they got some shirts they got some hats they got phone cases whatever you need it's awesome and if you go right now and go to your cart fill it up put in the promo code nrp116 you'll get 10% off your order. Jeez, 10%. 10%. That's pillarofhopeapparel.com. Promo code NRP116. Check them out. All right. You knew it was coming. We're going to have to talk about some controversy surrounding this church. Not not as bad as I thought they were going to be. Mm. Some of them are kind of bad. Um, I am anxious to see if we're going to talk about the same one, though. Because now you got me really thinking. Okay. All right. So, pushes for a uh, charity commission in Australia have stemmed from claims that religious organizations like Hillsong avoided taxes by paying their staff in tax-exempt fringe benefits. In 2010, the Sunday Telegraph reported that the Houston family was enjoying a lavish lifestyle, almost entirely tax-free, including vehicles and expense accounts. Criticisms have been leveled at Hillsong in regard to its finances, especially in its use of government grants, when it reportedly made $40 million in 24, uh, in 24, in mm-hmm. 2004, and $50 million in 2010. It was alleged that Hillsong had paid staff members with money given as a government grant for the assistance of the Riverstone Aboriginal community. However, Letters of apology from both the Riverstone Aboriginal community and from the Minister of Justice and Customs were later published on the Hillsong website. Yeah, so they were. that was a witch hunt that went bad for them. Not yeah. Hillsong, that went bad for those who were doing a witch oh, hunt. Yeah, yeah. Did not end well for them. No. <laughs> um, all right, so sexual abuse. Was this in the documentary? I think they did touch on it briefly. Yeah. Sexual abuse committed by the founder's father. Frank Houston, the father of Hillsong Church founder Brian Houston, was a pastor in New Zealand and Australia who abused as many as nine boys over the course of his ministry. In the 1960s and 70s, one victim was routinely subjected to sexual abuse from the age of 7 to 12. 
The victim later testified um, to the Royal Commission into Institutional Responses to Child Sexual Abuse. Good Lord, it's long. That Frank Houston offered him $10,000 as compensation at a McDonald's in the presence of a Hillsong elder. During an, an internal church investigation, Frank Houston eventually confessed to the crime. The commission also heard that he was involved in the sexual abuse of other children in New Zealand. Frank Houston resigned from his church in 2000, um, which then merged with Hillsong Church. Uh, in 2015, the Royal Commission examined allegations that accused Brian Houston of concealing his father's crimes and uh, uh, censored him uh, for failing to report his father to the police. In November of 2018, 60 Minutes aired a segment revisiting the sexual abuse scandal because newly revealed documentation allegedly revealed that Brian Houston was deeply involved in a cover-up and that Frank Houston's abusive behavior was worse than initially thought. Brian Houston allegedly used his position within the Assemblies of God in Australia denomination to conceal his father's serial child abuse. Uh, the matter was referred to the New South Wales Police Force, which confirmed that Brian Houston was under criminal investigation for failing to report a serious crime. Hmm. That was touched on a little bit in that documentary. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I wanted to watch it again before we did this, but I didn't have time. Um, but yeah, I, I, I seem to remember something about yeah. Mercy Ministries. Mm. Have you ever heard of Mercy Ministries? I'm not. All right. Hillsong has been criticized for its involvement with Mercy Ministries, an evangelical charity with a right-to-life view and a conservative perspective on homosexuality. Complaints by former residents of Mercy Ministries include emotionally cruel and medically unproven techniques such as exorcism oh, and residents being required to sign over social welfare payments to Mercy Ministries. Hillsong responded by praising the work of Mercy Ministries and stating that, quote, we are not involved in the operational aspects of the organization. Hmm. Mercy Ministries was closed down on... Halloween of 2009. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Halloween, man. Proceeding which Hillsong had distanced itself from the organization despite earlier funding and staffing elements. Mm. Yeah, so that one that really didn't involve them. No, they're no, just no, no, affiliated. No, just affiliated. But you know, that's not as bad as Homeboy maybe covering up his dad's. That's a little worse. But at least they were like, mm, yeah, we're not, we're not. We're going to stay away from that. All right. I don't know how to pronounce this guy's last name. <laughs> uh, Michael Gugliamucci. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, in August of 2008, Michael Gugliamucci, <laughs> Googly Moogly, <laughs> a then pastor of Influencers Church who composed Healer from the album This Is Our God, a song about his experience dealing with cancer. He admitted that he lied about having the cancer. That's, you know, that's horrible. Hillsong leadership told the press that they were unaware of this situation and that the suspended pastor was seeking professional help. The ACC promised that all money donated by listeners inspired by the song would either be returned or donated to charity. Mm. That's pretty bad. <laughs> God, like I, that one's kind of that one's really distasteful. Yeah, writing a whole song yeah. that made profits. Yeah, for something that you didn't even have. Yeah, it's real bad. All right, last week we talked about Mars Hill. We yeah. talked all about Mars. Not last week. Uh, last episode, 
talked all about Mark Driscoll. Guess what? He's back. <laughs> Shady's uh, back. In- <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> oh, man. American preacher Mark Driscoll had been invited to attend the Hillsong Church 2015 annual conference. Mind you, Hillsong puts out this conference. Really big deal. Does it every year. Huge. When it was revealed that Driscoll had made offensive comments about women, this is referring to his <laughs> right <laughs> talking about a uh, oh what was the name um, the guy's wife I can't remember anyway talking about his wife <laughs> Brian Houston announced that Driscoll would no longer attend the conference. A pre-recorded interview with Driscoll was played during the conference instead. Yeah, so <sighs> at least they can. At least put a halt to it. Yeah, at they're a like, well, point. No, no, wait, no, 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 no. we're not, we're not going to get, in. dude, the the cancer thing. Yeah, and he might not have reported his dad. Yeah, like I can see people being like, nope, that's yeah, that's a little too far. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? For me, it's not because mm-hmm. I don't know the whole story. Right. I don't know the whole story. I've never been in that position, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what, what happened. We don't know. Yeah. Um, if it's true that he did prevent or try to cover up his dad's stuff, that's, um, I don't, I won't say it's unforgivable. I don't think anything's unforgivable, mm-hmm. but that's, um, I hope he's come to terms with that. Yeah. I you hope know? so too. I would consider that a very bad lapse in judgment. Yeah. But you look at his track record mm-hmm. and you look at these other things where there was issues and he was very quick to distance himself. So his resume in dealing with things, yeah, you know, is in his favor. Yeah. If, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. The cancer thing, Oof. dude, that's bad. I can see people being like, because it's a a touchy subject for a lot. He lied of people. about having cancer, right? Yeah. Like, think about that for a second. Yeah. Like, what possesses someone to say, "Oh, I've got cancer"? Mm-hmm. Money. Yeah. Sympathy. You know. But even that's not directly tied to. No, and they did offer to. Yeah, they got the guy help. They got him help, and they said, if you donated money, look, we can either give you money. You can give it back. We can give it back, or if you want us to donate this to right. charity or cancer research, we glad to do that and make yeah. it right somehow. So it's it, you say it all the time. It's not about what you did. It's what you do yeah. with what happened. The mistake doesn't define who you are. It's mm-hmm. what you do with that mistake that defines who you are. That's what I was going to say. Yeah but I couldn't remember how you put it. <laughs> so what was, what was the, were, were any of those the ones you, that you were talking about? Yeah, those okay. two. Okay, those were the two. Okay, yeah. good deal. All right, well, we covered them. Mainly, was, the, mainly the dad. Okay. Thing. I'm biting my nails because I was like, Brian's got something he's going to drop no, on me that I had it. no idea about. No, and I've, said, I've, I've been talking about how, how much I liked Hillsong. No, that's, gonna, it. that's it. That's it. That's I'm it. I'm going to say, oh, that's what I was saying. I can, uh-huh. I can see some people... <laughs> having a huge problem with those two yeah. in particular. Yeah. And again, we're not going to get into Marty Sampson, but uh, his briefly, he kind of had a change of, he had a change of heart and a change of belief in God and in 
how the church operates and the church as a whole in Christianity. And he was very public about it. This is when we were in Texas. Remember mm-hmm. all that was happening? I was like, oh, yeah. holy crap. Yeah. We saw it kind of unfold yeah. while we were there. Um, we did an episode on it. We did a whole episode on it. So go listen we to it. We talked with Eric about it. Talked with Eric about it. episode we did in Texas. Yep. Um, and uh, the guy from Skillet. Can't, I still can't remember his name. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Douchebag <laughs> McDouche. <laughs> he, basically, he put out this thing. Douchebag McLittleweener. <laughs> <laughs> because he was promoting his new album. It, yeah, that's or their that's what it all whatever. boiled back down to. Um, yeah, but uh, John Cooper, John John Cooper, Cooper not Douchey McLittleweener. That was that was immature of me to say, but it is a funny name. <laughs> <laughs> so Hillsong is pretty popular. Um, it, I mean, we've talked about it. They're on all six inhabitable uh, habitable continents, right? Right. There's a hill song for everyone. <laughs> we you almost, get a hill song and you get, you get a hill song. And you get a hill song. When we were in New York, we talked about visiting the New York um, hill song church, but we right. didn't. We had have 72 time for hours, it. and 70 yeah. of that was spent walking. <laughs> we didn't get around in the wrong to directions. It. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't get around to it. Maybe one day we'll we'll go back and actually be able to attend All it. The streets um, but uh, there's a lot of celebrities that seem to enjoy going to Hillsong. Here's just a small list of, of those who enjoy it. So Justin Bieber, we all knew about that. Him and Carl Lentz are pretty, um, pretty tight. Uh, Chris Pratt, which and, and our his first wife. episode and his wife, uh, Schwarzenegger, who's a Kennedy, um, who is a Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about that in our first episode, I believe. Um, did we, I think so. I think it was Chris Pratt and his, uh, he won an award. A oh, movie, yeah, yeah, video, yeah. music that was award our first or something. Ep- yeah, I think it was our first episode. Cool. Um, and oh. uh, so Chris Pratt, Star-Lord, mm-hmm. um, or Parks and Rec, whatever you want to mm-hmm. go. Selena Gomez, mm-hmm. uh, Kylie and Kendall Jenner. I didn't know that. Uh, Kourtney Kardashian. Um, Ky- uh, listen, Kim is not going to go there because... Oh, she's got Sunday service. Kanye's got her wrapped up in the Sunday service, so don't ask. <laughs> Kyrie Irving, <laughs> Kevin Durant. Some basketball players, Vanessa Hudgens mm. of High School Musical fame, Nick Jonas oh, of Jonas Brothers fame, and uh, Bono, dude, Jumanji, uh, and Bono, yeah, and Bono goes there, yeah, freaking Bono, freaking Bono, and then there's a lot of uh, a lot of guys who draw influence from the Edge. Well, the Edge is. The main influence of what we call contemporary Christian guitar playing. They got today. a hard on for the edge. Yeah. All of them. They do. Yeah. The tone. Yep. John Mayer, too. They love John Mayer. John Mayer. Yeah. But the edge is you can attribute a lot of what you started to hear in contem- contemporary Christian music when the electric guitar was introduced, basically. Yeah. The influence came. Well, it all comes back around, too, because, I mean, they were doing stuff back on Joshua Tree. Yeah. People are just now being like, oh, this oh, is so this good. Is, yeah. And it sounds like, like Joshua Tree. Right. Every worship album, contemporary worship album, sounds like Joshua Tree. Right. <laughs> Which, you know, the evangelical world will never admit, but oh, you yeah, two no. are Christians. Because they're spirit-led. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what what do you think makes Hillsong so successful? Of all the churches that we've covered, Hillsong has definitely got them all beat. Humility. You think that it's humility? I definitely think it's humility. I think so too. I think I think Brian Houston comes from a very humble background. Mm-hmm. Despite the issue with his pops. Yeah. Yeah. But I I think he he alone, you know, with his wife and whoever he had in trust with him, mm-hmm. built Hill Hillsong mm-hmm. from the ground up. Nothing was handed to him. And I think he's remained that, you know, storefront pastor the entire time. Yeah. Just that humility. He knows where he came from. And you don't see him out buying Furtick and Dem <laughs> mansions. Yeah. He's he's not going to show up on preachers and sneakers. Mm-hmm. His wife's not. I think they're just very simple, humble people. And I think a lot of that comes from the culture of Australia. Yeah. You know, doesn't have a westernized taint to it. You know. I'm sorry, what? It's not tainted. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, Uh, I think that's, I think that's a part of it. Yeah. You know, the humility of, of things and knowing, you know, despite these controversies, yeah, they've been around for decades and this is all we could dig up on them. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So there's some, something to be learned from that. You know, I think he's, I think he's very, He he's very knowledgeable of it's not him, it's God. Yeah, he's just being used by God, mm-hmm. you know, in whatever way God wants to use him. And I think he accepts that. Mm-hmm. I think he tries to surround himself with that. I definitely think he imparted that into his children. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um. And I th- I think those who he's mentored coming up, who are now a part of the Hillsong Collective, that it is carry that with them that humility and that i'm just a vessel you know type you know strut about them yeah i um always always go back to the music because that's what i know the most about and what i relate to the most um i think that they know who the next generation is with every decade. So early 2000s, whenever you had this music scene starting, they tapped into that. Yeah. They know the younger generation is going to enjoy this type of music. So let's write music that relates to them, that they can connect with, that they can, because they're very observant of how many people have said, I mean, I don't really care for that type of stuff, but I like Hillsong. Right. Um, that's, yeah. that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to reach the, that right. target audience. So, and it's just over time, they've paid attention. What's happening yeah. with music. Let's, let's tap into that. Well, and even to the, even the, though they have 20, 20 different bands, they can still adjust with the times yeah. and 
each band can kind of adjust with it as well. Hillsong Worship still writes great worship music, but it's not like everyone else. No. They have their, unique. Their, their own thing. Um, and I, I love that because sometimes I just get sick of mm-hmm. the same thing over and over and over again. It's just regurgitated and it's, it's, it's annoying. Right. I think, a, I think that's why I, I enjoyed touch the sky so much. Yeah. Because it was so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like you, I don't know who wrote it. I don't listen. Know, I don't know if Joel wrote it. Uh, yeah. Whoever wrote it. Oh, it's in the, it's in the documentary. It's in the documentary. Yeah. You can see the writing process. That's right. That that's right. Yeah. And they didn't finish it until the end or no. No, that that's one, a different that one. That was a different one. Yeah. yeah. There was one they literally wrote five minutes before they went on finished stage. It. They, they didn't write they the whole fin- thing. They finished, they finished it. it. Like, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But, but, but with touch the sky. Yeah. That's right. I remember it now. Yeah. Like you see them digging into the Bible mm-hmm. and they're like, you could just see how they're deconstructing basically yeah. what God is to them and what they're going through and what they've been through. And God, the Bible tells me about this and this is what I'm feeling though. Yeah. But the Bible tells me about this, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's so dang strong. I love it. Uh, so I was a part of a worship drummers page on Facebook. And there was like actual worship drummers, worship drummers <laughs> from like Hillsong, right? And, or not Hillsong, uh, Elevation, Elevation, and different mega churches that was on that page, and they would comment frequently. Guess what? A lot of drummers are a bunch of douchebags. Yeah, <laughs> I left the page because I was like, "You guys are so wrapped up in your freaking gear, and yeah. look at me, look at me. I'm look at what I bought. I spent all this money on so and so, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't." Is it a pissing contest? Yeah. Are we just showing off? What's the deal, man? Um, and uh, I, I had to leave it because I was like, I'm I'm just tired of the same thing yeah. over and over again. But I've always admired Hillsong's ability to change. Well, that and they're one of a handful of Christian artists who have broken into the mainstream bill, billboard. Yep. You know, the mainstream top 40 stuff, mm-hmm. you know. You have Lauren Bagel, mm-hmm. Hillsong, playing on the Today Show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're on regular radio. Need to Breathe has been able to do that, too. Mm-hmm. A handful, handful. Mm-hmm. And I think it's those artists are able to tap into something that's universal. Yeah. Um, And I know that. Hillsong has a song about a, a, a body of water that was very popular, but they did it before. It was cool. It was because of oceans. Suddenly everyone decided Everyone's to write writing song something about, about water, something about water. It's because oceans was so successful. <laughs> I'll agree. Yeah. But even uh, one of the drummers. Um, so here's another thing about that drummers page. For whatever reason, a big thing with worship drummers is using a brand called Heartbeat Symbols. And everyone talks about, oh, I just bought my uh, my Heartbeat Symbols. I brought I bought these 20-inch hi-hats, and I'm, I'm going bigger. I'm getting bigger symbols and bigger symbols, and shop, stop showing off. But everyone's got a heart on for that company, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the drummer for Hillsong, 
uh, just recently signed an exclusive deal with Zildren, and I was like, that's the biggest like <laughs> middle finger to all these guys, and just being like, we did it again, y'all. Yeah. We're just we're we're gonna be different somehow, right. and it, a lot of people wouldn't pay attention to that. Yeah, I would you because would. I, but I saw it and I was like, thank you, yeah. just thank you. Yeah, go against you the can grain. be yourself. Be yourself, absolutely. Be yourself. Yeah. Well, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna do some music. Oh, hey, Brian, what's up? Um, I just saw you over there squatting 800 pounds, and I noticed your shirt that you're wearing. That's right. I wouldn't be able to squat like I do if I didn't have the faith of Jesus on my chest. This is my active faith sports shirt. That's amazing. Hey, Brian, where can I get one of those shirts? If you head on over to Active faithsports.com use the promo code nrp116 you could get 15 percent off no way way <laughs> okay i'm gonna go do that right now you better and get swole like me that's right all right brian what song do you have for this week so i was in the kitchen and I was preparing some dinner. Mm-hmm. This is a couple of weeks ago. And Lee was like, you have to listen to this song. And then and I don't think we ever listened to it. And then she played it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, I was ready. Yeah. And you let me down. <laughs> I was like, whatever. It's- but uh, then she played it for me. I think we were in the car. Mm-hmm. And I love it. So... Um, songs hit different I in the love, car too. Yeah, they do. I love anthem songs. I do too. Also, um, what is people? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, good grace. Good grace. Yeah. Good so, gravy. So that good grace song. <laughs> yeah. God, I love it. Oh yeah, that I one's love good. It. So when Lee let me listen to this song, I was like. It reminds me of that song, not in a bat, you know, not in a copycat way because mm-hmm. it's young and free, mm-hmm. but it's just like that kind of corporate yeah. song. It's just good. It's called Best Friends. You think that's really good never heard that before i like the so synth good. 
the synth is really good, but I agree. It does have kind of like that good grace vibe. It's been a while since I've listened to Young and Free. Um, so I'll have to. You should start check back. back into that. What are you listening to? Um, so mine is Hillsong related, also as well. So there is a guy. His name is Michael Guy Chislett, um, who currently plays lead guitar for Hillsong United, and he's actually a found the founding member of Hillsong United. Oddly enough, um, but at one time he was also in a band called The Academy Is. And I realized that one day when I watched one of their music videos, and I was like, you know, that guy looks really familiar, more so from just this band. I've seen him before. What band is he in? And then one day it just freaking hit me. Holy crap, that dude's in Hillsong. Sure enough, I was right. Uh, The Academy Is was a great band. I don't think they're around anymore. Um, I picked up this CD at a PacSun one year, right? This album is called uh, Almost There. This is The Academy Is. This song is called Slow Down. pretty good it is it's like a mix between emory and mm-hmm. secondhand serenade mm-hmm. yeah they uh so they were they were real big or, or dashboard the, confessional for those of you who don't know well they were big in the, yeah <laughs> they were real big in that revival of mm-hmm. emo music and uh they did all the warp tours and toured with all those bands really? that's pretty good like that. yeah so i'm trying um, to i'm trying to place the the guy Mm-hmm. Does he look like Joel Houston? There's yes, a guy. Yes, he does. Yeah, okay. okay, okay. Yeah, so I thought they were brothers. They had the same haircut yeah. for the longest like time. Like when they were real young. Yep. So he played guitar in that band. Gotcha. The Academy is. Um, they are no more, but that album, I really didn't like anything other than this album, but that one was so good. And I picked it up at a pack, son. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Blake, what's a pack, son? What's a pack, son? <laughs> <laughs> so what was that? What was that you were so, just showing me? So, you know, I used to subscribe to um, Hillsong Box. So yeah. it was a monthly subscription. I have a hat. Yeah. So me. they'd send you shirts and, and uh, devotionals and mm-hmm. their albums, the EPs, stuff like that. They'd send you stuff. It was pretty cool. It was like 19 bucks a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. 
But um, so I get emails from them still. Yeah. And so that email I just got, so they have the Hillsong channel. Yeah. Which, check your local provider. Ooh. But they have their own channel, kind of like TBN. Yeah. Did That's, you know that? Uh, not until I started researching yeah. this. So this is, um, they're advertising this, uh, an intimate conversation with Haley Bieber. Wow. So that's pretty cool. The Biebs um, wife. Yeah. Talking about their marriage, dealing with shame, dealing with the comparison culture, what it's like being a Christian yeah. in it all, and and what the purpose of it is. Um, it's pretty cool. There's a quote here. I couldn't understand what it meant to be forgiven, and the answer was right in front of me the whole time. That's pretty neat. That's cool, man. So I just thought it was, I showed you during that music yeah. break. And if anyone's been through ridicule and uh, shame over the past few years, it's uh, the Beebs himself. Yeah. I, it's unfortunate. He had, really, he had a really dark period there, but he's young, man. You know, he a bunch is. Of money and... it, I feel bad because he's very tattooed. Yeah. And they, they're just not good. Oh, they're horrible. You know what I'm saying? You seen the one picture of him? Yeah. He looks like a yeah. homeless guy. The te- I wish I'm all about tattoos. He's got a nasty. I'm going to be getting some more tattoos here. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Um, but his just, they're just random and I don't know. Yeah. He's got a really horrible mustache fan. right now. I'm not a fan. Of yeah. He needs tattoos. to clean himself mustache. up a little bit. A little butt. A little, <laughs> little <butt>. bit. <laughs> He's got a little butt, got too. A little it butt. just disgusts me. That's funny because on Spotify, Baby came on. Yeah. Baby. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, gosh, his voice has changed dramatically. But listening to For earlier. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listening to the earlier Beebs, you're like, you could hear. You're like, man, this kid's different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Very different. Plays drums, too. Yeah. Well, I have some good news, Brian. I discovered today... We have hit 20,000 streams. Oh. Wow. We did it. That we know of. That we, that we know of, that, right. That we have we the capability of we are, counting. We are doing this thing through Anchor, and I've been told that the numbers are not always <laughs> accurate on the Anchor, but hey, I at least on to, the Anchor, it said 20,000 streams. I want to know what the Apple streams are. I know. So <laughs> we have no way of figuring that out now, do we? No. No. Anchor can only guess. Based well, on other platforms. That's really. Sad. But congratulations! But hey, we we did God, it. Can you imagine that? We did it for twenty thousand. Think about that. That's just on. Um, well, think if it's just on four platforms, twenty thousand times we've been listened to. Yeah. And uh, and in the beginning, most of those streams. They were, said we couldn't do it. Yeah. And was, we said we're gonna freaking do it. In the beginning, most of those streams were people trying to figure out if we were bashing the church we left or not. I <laughs> know they were actively listening, and uh, and we never did it. Never, we did never it. once. Still did haven't. It. But yeah, thank you for all the 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 streaming that you guys have done. Uh, it means a lot. We very much appreciate it. Yeah, man. And um, we're excited to bring you some more content, quality and different content. content. We recorded yep. video today with with yeah. the camera and. I've got everything worked out. I just need to see how big these files are going to be. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> there's 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 a lot of technical aspects we hadn't figured out yet. We're getting there. No, I've figured them out. But it's just now I'm testing testing them. Testing things. Now it's just 
We're in the test phase. We're in the testy phase. So we're going <laughs> to get our testies figured out here. I got to get mine figured out. Got to get, gotta get <laughs> testies figured out. <laughs> Wait. But once we get our testies figured out, then we're going to be we're going to be bringing you more top tier quality content um, because we love you guys and we're thankful that you're still around after all this time. And uh, we're excited to bring you some more. We've got ideas um, for what to do next. We're going to put a hold on the uh, mega church stuff for a while. I'm going to put a pin in it. Um, we're going to bring you some really interesting stuff. We've got a few interviews that we're talking with people about doing. That'd be fun. And um, can't wait to bring that to you. So definitely, definitely. Um, so to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on the Twitter, the Facebook, and on the Instagram. Just search for the Not Religious Podcast. Please leave a rating and a review wherever you can, whether that's on our Facebook page, Apple Podcasts, who doesn't share their information with us, <laughs> and we'll read your review right here on the show, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. Yes. You can also message us on any of our social media platforms with kind words, hate mail, or suggestions for future episodes. That's right. Please go check out our sponsors for the show. You can support us by supporting them. Just remember to use our promo codes at checkout for exclusive discounts. There's some great companies out there that's associated with this show. So thank yeah. you guys. And while you're in lockdown, if you get <laughs> bored, there's a new podcast out there. Uh, it's called Where Words Fail, Music Speaks. You did it! I did. It's the podcast that Blake does with James Cox. It's available on all major podcast platforms, including Apple, who doesn't share their information with us, Spotify, <laughs> and Google Play. That's right. We just did an interview with a guy named Philip Rowe, musician on the SoundCloud. Go check him out, called The Jack Whale. Um, good stuff. It was a nice interview that we did, and uh, it is available now. All right. Available. Sources for this episode come from Wikipedia, GodTube.com, Hillsong.com, Billboard.com, The Herald Sun, Business Review Weekly, People.com, and The Fader. That's what they called me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're out of here. We'll see you guys next time. Be nice to one another.